0: Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast for the week commencing the 11th of October 2021. In Infosec news this week, the European Union is drafting legislation which could soon end individuals registering domains anonymously on the continent. When a domain is registered, a registrar will collect information such as the purchaser's name, address, email and phone number. However, this information is not verified at any point and could contain false information. The EU's new directive will add new provisions regarding how domain registrars collect this information from registrants and who will have access to said information. More specifically, registrants of new domains will be required to provide a valid telephone number belonging to them, while their full name, email and physical address will have to be verified as well. At this time, registrants are only required to provide a name and address, but no verification bodies check these to approve or disprove the new domain ownership. To quote the provision, in order to ensure the availability of accurate, verified and complete domain name registration data, TLD registries and entities providing domain name registration services should be required to collect domain name registration data. They should aim to ensure the integrity and availability of such data by implementing technical and organizational measures such as confirmation processes for registrants. In particular, TLD registries and entities providing domain name registration services should establish policies and procedures for the collection and maintenance of accurate, verified and complete registration data, as well as for the prevention and correction of inaccurate registration data. The Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN, has taken a clear stance in favour of the new directive, along with various copyright holder representatives and organisations. The problem that these entities see with anonymous domains is that they are often used for illegal activities, such as distributing malware, the unlicensed dissemination of copyright-protected works, and more. As long as the owners and operators of these platforms remain anonymous, they are free from law enforcement disruption. Even if these domains are reported and taken offline by the registrars, the owners can often hop to a new one immediately and start over. This controversial provision may be removed, but if the law passes in its current form, it may force those who seek anonymity online to host their websites overseas or on the dark web. An aggressive, financially motivated threat actor has been identified as linked to a string of Ryuk ransomware attacks since October 2018 while maintaining close partnerships with TrickBot-affiliated threat actors using a publicly available arsenal of tools such as Cobalt Strike payloads to interact with their victim networks. Researchers from Mandiant have attributed these intrusions to a Russian-speaking hacker group christened Fin12, and previously tracked under the name UNC-1878, with a disproportionate focus on healthcare organisations with more than $300 million in revenue, among others including educational, financial, manufacturing and technology sectors, with victims located in North America, Europe and the Asia-Pacific regions. This designation marks the first time a ransomware affiliate group has been promoted to the status of a distinct threat actor. To quote the release, FIN12 relies on partners to obtain the initial access to victim environments. Notably, instead of conducting a multifaceted extortion, a tactic widely adopted by other ransomware threat actors, FIN12 appears to prioritise speed and higher revenue victims. The use of Initial Access Brokers, or IABs, to facilitate ransomware deployments isn't new. Back in June 2021, findings from enterprise security company Proofpoint revealed that ransomware actors are increasingly shifting from using email messages as the primary intrusion route to purchasing access from cybercriminal enterprises which have already infiltrated major entities – with Ryuk confections mainly leveraging access obtained via malware families such as TrickBot and Bazaar Loader. Furthermore, an in-depth analysis of initial access brokers by cybersecurity film Kayla back in August found the average cost of network access was $5,400 for the period of July 2020 to June 2021, with select actors adopting an ethical stance against trading access to healthcare companies. FIN12's targeting of the healthcare sector in particular suggests that its initial access brokers cast a wider net and allow FIN12 actors to choose from a list of victims after accesses are already obtained. FIN12 also distinguishes itself from other intrusion threat actors in that it rarely engages in data theft extortion, a tactic which has become ubiquitous across the rest of the ransomware space and is used to leak exfiltrated data when victims refuse to pay up. It is speculated that this stems from the threat actors' desire to move quickly and strike targets which are willing to settle with minimal negotiation to recover critical systems, a factor which perhaps explains their increasing interest in attacking the healthcare sector. A new actor, tracked as SnapMC, has emerged in the cybercrime space, performing the typical data-stealing extortion that underpins ransomware operations, but in distinct contrast to our last story, without doing the file encryption part. File encryption is considered the core component of ransomware attacks as it's the very element which brings operational disruption to the victim. Data exfiltration for the purposes of double extortion came later as an additional form of leveraging against a victim, but always took a back seat to the mayhem caused by the encryption itself. Ransomware actors realising the power of this approach as many companies could restore the corrupted files from backups but couldn't possibly revert the file stealing event and its consequences. Researchers at NCC Group have been tracking a new adversary, which they call SnapMC, named after the rapid strike approach the group follows, entering networks, stealing files, and delivering extortion emails in under 30 minutes. The SnapMC gang reportedly uses the AcuneTix vulnerability scanner to find a range of flaws in a target's VPN and web server applications, and then successfully exploits them to breach the corporate network. The most exploited flaws observed in the actor's initial access efforts include the print nightmare LPE, remote code execution in Telerik UI, and also various SQL injection vulnerabilities. The actors then use SQL database exportation scripts to steal the data, while the CSV files are compressed with the 7-zip archive utility prior to exfiltration. Once everything is neatly packaged, the min.io client is used for sending the data back to the attacker. Considering that SnapMC leverages known vulnerabilities which have already been patched, updating software tools would be a good way to defend against this rising threat. As the initial report points out, even if an organization uses a vulnerable version of Telerik, putting it behind a well-configured web application firewall would render any exploitation efforts futile. In data exfiltration extortion attacks, meeting the threat actor's demands by paying the ransomware guarantees absolutely nothing. On the contrary, it could give the hackers an incentive to attempt further extortion in the future. It's also possible that even if a victim pays a ransom, their data may end up being sold on a criminal marketplace or hacker forum anyway as an additional way of generating revenue for the attackers. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here and thank you very much for listening.